Good morning. 2019. Pretty good. We, we missed being with you guys last week. Uh, we had the opportunity to travel uh, to visit family in California, but it's good to be home. It's good to be home back with you guys. And, uh, you know, it's, it, you, you spend some time away and you miss your, your bed and uh, your dog and your house and all kinds of stuff. So plus, too, if you ever want to feel important, come home after a trip and your, your animal, the way they make you feel, full body wag, you know, full body wag. So I'm just like, gosh, I wish I would be like that. I wish I could make people feel that way. So, hey, uh, so we're, we're diving in. We're taking a Sunday uh, to uh, focus on, you know, what's, what's 2019 about? What, what's, what are some key things? And it's a little bit more detailed today than it'll be. We'll always do this on first Sunday of the year, uh, typically, uh, but uh, this year it's a little bit more because I'm new, and, you know, I don't know if you know, but we got married six months ago, you guys and me, and so so we've been figuring out, okay, well, calibrating, and I've been meeting with people, and what are we about, what are we doing, so, so some of the stuff I'm sharing is not just like, hey, 2019, but like, hey, as a church, here's kind of what we've come up with is important, and so there's a little bit of that, but I want to I wanna do a little bit kind of just sharing couple things. What I've learned in the last six months, um, just some bullet points uh, about the church and community, and then also, too, uh, uh, some things to celebrate from 2018, and then we'll dive into 2019. So here's the number one thing I have learned uh, since I've got here in the last six months, is that um, hamburgers and hot dogs are not barbecue. Uh, it's just it, it is not so um, it's it's I, people have corrected me I think that's what most people are passionate about here is is I'll say yeah well it, 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 no that's a cookout okay so barbecue is now here's the thing I'm that way now too because I'm like this is amazing uh, I mean it's right barbecue is something altogether more wonderful than than hot dogs and hamburgers so so I've got that down hopefully you guys have that too so um, did anybody not know that. No? You guys all got it down. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So uh, here about the church, here's some things that I've learned. One is, is that you guys live, everyone is welcome here. You know, you, you see that on church signs and you see that out there and websites and stuff. And, and I've really experienced that because not just because we're new, but I, I've seen you do it. I've seen all sorts of different walks of life and types of people walk through the door. And I've seen you guys live that everyone is welcome here. And I've seen you live it in your life. Um, you love each other with action. Uh, you know, I've seen some highs and lows um, in different people's lives over the last six months and then also stories before that. And I've seen you guys love just not with words, but with, with action. Um, I've seen you that you guys serve, uh, you know, absolutely. I mean, it's like the percentage of people that are serving here is, 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 is very high um, in the church and the community. Um, you care about your community. Uh, you know, it's, it's not just the church, but there's also... You care about your neighborhoods and the people around you, and that's beautiful. Um, also, you persevere. Uh, you know, one of the greatest strengths that you can have in life or characteristics is, is the ability to persevere. Uh, it is absolutely an amazing quality for a person and for a church, and you, you guys have persevered. Um, the next thing is, is you believe in this church. Uh, you know, absolutely. It's, it's Because if you think about it, you'll hear people, because I've, I've planted churches before, um, just where there's nothing and planted a church and you'll hear, well, why do we need another church? And the, the question is, well, is everyone in the community saved? No. Okay, so we need more works. 
And the key is, is each church is, is a unique expression of what Jesus is like. And so anytime you get to gather people together, and you guys are that, and you believe in that. And so it, it's beautiful, and I've noticed that. Also, too, I've noticed that you want more. You want more of Jesus. You want more of your neighbors and friends to come to know Jesus. You, you want more. So that's good. Um, as far as our community here, uh, Kansas City area and Piper here, um, it's a warm community. Um, this community in, in Kansas City and Piper, they're passionate about this place. Um, there's absolutely, it's important to them. It's not, um, you know, it's not a throw off at all. It's like this place is absolutely important. Um, there's a belief in this area that, that the good life can still be had. That, that really that there's a good life that can be had and, and it can be had here. Um, also, too, I've noticed that the, the youth are really important. Um, there's a really strong focus on, on young people and, and the, the desire for them to have something maybe more than we had or for it to be better for them or all those things. And, and so youth is very important. And with that also, too, I learned pretty quickly that that's also God's burden. For Kansas City and for Piper is, is, is the young people. It absolutely is. It's it's that's where he's that's not the only place, but that's a main place that he's working and moving. And that's also, I believe, how um, you know a move of God where we see many come to know Jesus is going to come through the youth, young people being reached and and and, and coming into the churches and and dragging their parents with them. Sound good? So um, and so and I, I I've seen it I've seen it before. And so, so that's kind of some things that I've learned uh, this year. Um, as far as celebrating 2018, um, here's some things I think that we can celebrate as a church from 2018. Um, people have come to know Jesus um, through you and through our church. Isn't that amazing? People have come to know Jesus Christ, and then we've baptized people this year. I mean, those elements right there, that's why you need another church. That's why, you know, this church was planted six years ago. Is, is that you have that life there, that new life has come through this church and people have been baptized into the body of Christ. Um, we've done some building updates and we're still in process. You know, our building was built in, in the 70s. I think it was built in 73 right in there. So it's as old as me. And so, um, you know, I'm getting an update and the church is getting an update. So we're, we're in process doing some stuff with the building. That, and that, and that, that takes work. Um, so that's just something to be celebrated. Um, new people have joined the church, and the new people have added so much life you know, to the church. And so that's, that's good. Um, people are serving with children, youth, men, women, welcome uh, team, worship, outreach, and more. Um, people ga have gathered this last year in groups and grew in relationship with each other in Jesus. Um, and then as far as the outward, that's all inward. The community, outreach, and participation. That's happened uh, this year. I, we've become more outward. Uh, we, you know, much more of the surrounding community knows who Vineyard is and what we're about um, through your efforts this year. Uh, we had Piper Fest. Uh, the Easter was an extravaganza. Is that I wasn't here for? It. Is that what it's called? All right, extravaganza. Um, and then we did backpacks for uh, for kids and families that can't afford uh, school supplies and backpacks. We supplied those. Uh, we did fifth quarter event. Um, you know, for, for local teens to come hang out, safe place on Friday nights. We did Holiday Heroes where we provided Christmas gifts for, uh, for foster children that, that normally wouldn't have uh, a solid Christmas. And so you guys partnered with that to provide, I mean, you guys were really generous. I was just, I was cheering you on. It's, it, Michelle and I dropped them off at the place. We had to take several trips 
you know, big bags of presents and stuff. And so, so way to go. I, I mean, I was thinking about how those kids felt. I mean, it's amazing to get a gift, but then when you shoot for the moon, and some of the kids did, you know, I want this. And, and you guys gave it. You know, to, for them to open that up on Christmas morning, that's amazing. Um, also, too, we, we uh, had our food pantry here, and, but the, the stuff wasn't moving to the needs of the people as fast as, as we would like. And so we started partnering with uh, Giving Hope KC Food Pantry, which is a brand new partnership um, to help care for the poor in community. And we had a Christmas Eve service. Uh, which which uh, many many new people from the community came and took part in that. So so that's that's some uh, that is some uh, some stuff that happened. And then in the midst of all of that, um, you have all that going on. You did a pastoral transition. Way to go! I mean, you didn't. I, you know, you accomplished all of that, and then you transitioned pastors, which is always that takes. It's it's a major major thing for life of the church, and you've done well. Um, we've done well of, you know, hey, let's come together and let's grow together and let's figure out what we're supposed to be as a church. So so those are definitely some things to celebrate. And then looking forward into 2019, let's look at these things. OK, so the first thing is, is, is you know, um, as far as as far as vision, um, you know, vision is something that you never, you know, you never really reach. Right. It's the vision has to be the horizon. Right. It's, you know, you're if you're. If you're going out here on the plains and you see the horizon, you, you never get there, right? Because it keeps going. Uh, but but you have to have a direction. And so vision for us as a church is, is that is that here's what I've noticed is that um, we need in our city and for us, we need help with relationships. We absolutely do. And, and, and it's not a new thing. Uh, you know, most of us in our city and most of us, I'm sure, across the world, we're so busy today just with the demands of life. There's so many things coming at us that the most important relationships that we have, which is between God and then the, the, our spouses and our children and our neighbors and coworkers, that those relationships, many times we don't have the satisfaction that God designed for us to have with those in those relationships. And so I believe that we're supposed to take many steps towards becoming a place where we help people with those relationships. We help people with the, with the God relationship. And I know you're saying, well, duh, you know, we know this, Cody, but, but, but if we have to be specific. And so we, we help people with that God relationship. And so we just don't say it, but we do the things that would result in that. And then two, we help people with the horizontal relationships, which we help people with in their marriages. We help people in families with children. We help people with finances. We help people with those needs. We help people communicate the things that people need to be able to have thriving lives. That's what we want to be. Um, I had a planning meeting with, with, with some of the folks here, and, and we got overwhelmed because we realized like all the needs in the community and the different type of people and the, the government, you know, uh, aspect of our community and the youth and all these things and, and moms and all these things. And, but we got, it was a good overwhelm because we realized, wow, we can do that. Like God's called us to do that. But we started laying out and also even this property, this unique property, more and more, this is becoming a place in the community that the community says, Oh, like, Hey, well, let's, let's go. We, we can go use the vineyard building. Let's go hang out there. So more and more, this place is going to become a place that's not separate from the community, but it's, it's a part of the community. That the community sees this place as theirs. Is that okay with you guys? 
that they say, hey, you know, if we, you know, anything that has the fingerprints of God on it, anything that's helping people, anything that's encouraging, hey, let's, you know, let's let's go see if Vineyard wants a partner. And so, so, so that's what we would become. We have to take steps there, right? We can't just ooh, all in, you know. We want to be all in here, but we can't put all in resource wise. We have to build and build steps. So here's some of the steps. First, let's build, okay? So this will be a year of building. So Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 4 through 5, um, it says this. How you doing, Wyatt? So this is Nehemiah. He's going to say this. Now, if, if, you're, if you've never read Nehemiah, you've got to read it. It's just, it's amazing stuff. Leadership, uh, passion, uh, all kinds of stuff. Sold out for God. But Nehemiah was the cupbearer of the king. So there was the dispersion of, of the people of God in another place. And Nehemiah, though, was a cupbearer. So he had a good position. Like, life was good for him. It, he wasn't back home in Jerusalem where he would like to be. But life was very good for him. He had all the things that he wanted. Uh, he had all the food that he wanted. He had friendships. He was popular. Um, he got to hang out with the king. He, would, he was trusted. Life was good for him. But in a lot of times, our relationships with God can be that. Like, God, give me a good life. But then we stop there. And then there's not concern back, which is, God, what's important to you? Well, what about your house, God? Like, can I help build your house? You've built something for me. You've blessed me and given me resources. But what about your house? And so he goes through this process and he prays and he asks God, um, you know, what do you want me to do? And he sees that the walls of Jerusalem are torn down. You know, that, that, that it's not a place for God. It's not a place where the people are safe there. And so he gets this thing like, you know what? I'm going to go back and I'm going to rebuild it. And so this is, this is what he says. Uh, one part of it in chapter 2. The king said to me, what is it you want? Then I prayed to the God of heaven and I answered the king. If it pleases the king and if your servant has found favor in his sight, let him send me to the city in Judah where my ancestors are buried so that I can rebuild it. So he's saying, you know what? He asked God, and God makes clear, I want you to go rebuild this. And so there's a discomfort there. And quite honestly, you guys, as a follower of Jesus, there should, there should be an edge. Now, you're not always running at the edge because God designed us spiritually, emotionally, physically to have run rest. Okay? So you don't want to always be pushing it. Right? God, it's very clear that God rested. You have Sabbath. But as a follower of Jesus... There should be a consistent pushing out of your comfort zone, a consistent pushing out of, God, what are you doing and how can I partner with you? So it is with a body, a, a church. And so we should be saying to ourselves, I'm comfortable here. I have this here. But God, what do you want me to do? What are you doing? How can I join in that? And so as we do this together, as we say, God, would you send us to our city? Would you meet the relational needs of the city through us? Would you start to do that? What's important? Well, first is purpose. So, you know, what are we building? Okay. Uh, what are we building as a church? And so this is all new stuff that worked out with, with, with some of the folks here and some of the conversations and, and observing and different things. As, as far as a purpose as a church, this is what we're building. We're building a community whose purpose is to love God and love people. Okay. And so that's somebody asked Jesus, said, what's most important? And this comes through... You know, discussions, and then also too, that we had some messages about this in the last six months. 
Um, I taught one and a couple other people taught one. And something, I watched the reaction of you and there was something that, that really solidified. It's like, yeah, that's it. That's, that's simple. I, I can follow that. That's good. That's what we can do. So we're building a community whose purpose is to love God and love people. That's the relationships we help people with. People want to know what we're about. We're about loving God and loving people. Now, with that, though, it's just like that's pretty broad, right? Like, well, how do we actually work that out? So what focus is going to result in building that community? Well, is we fulfill that purpose by focusing on building healthy relationships with God, okay? The first and foremost to build healthy relationships with God is to realize that God started it. We're not the ones that, like, have to make this happen. God is the pursuer of people. And so God is pursuing me. He's pursuing you. And so the biggest thing that we do as far as helping ourselves and then helping others with relationship with God is to be really good receivers. Be really good receivers of God's love. I think from from Genesis to, to Revelation, I think that that's the picture that I see is that is that what are we supposed to do? What does God want from me? Is that I'm to receive his love. First and foremost is just to be a good receiver of his love. And so that's the message that we want to get to others as well. And so to recognize that also family, that that's some of you are families here. This is like we are family. Okay? Is that as a church we are family. And so within that, we want to have healthy relationships. We want to have adult-to-adult relationships where we respect each other and love each other. And, and we, when we offend each other, we go to the person and talk about those things and, and build the other people up and, and, and really um, encourage and be a Barnabas like we see in Acts. And, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to encourage people and build people up. And, and we want the best for everybody. And, and, but we're also aware that there's an enemy, right? And the enemy loves to stir things up. And so we, we recognize that our brother is never our enemy, right? Uh, John Wimber, who established the Vineyard Association of Churches, um, you know, he said, uh, you know, my brother is never my enemy, even when he acts like it. You can write that one down. It's good. Isn't that good? Never my enemy, even if he acts like it. And so we have healthy relationships, but then within that too, there's training. And so we're going to start some different classes and stuff. I'll talk more in a, in a minute, but um, to help with relationships, like um, this month we'll have Vineyard 101, which is going to be, uh, you know, membership class. Okay. Now, some of you have already taken that. Uh, and so I'd encourage you to come to this because there'll be some different layers. Um, but it's not like you're going to have to wonder like, gosh, do I get in again? Uh, that's not the sort of thing, but it's just, it, it's, it's letting you know what it means to be a part of the church here. Um, and so that's going to be actually at the end of this month, we'll have some lunch and spend time together. But then next month we'll have a uh, financial class. So finance and budgeting, okay? Um, because I know for some of you, it's like you want to be generous with your life. You want to be generous with your resources. You want to be generous with your giving. Um, but there's that, that debt factor that, that holds you down. Or it's like you can never get ahead. Or it seems insurmountable to, to give generously to others or to the church. And so, so we want to help with that. Um, in, in March, we're going to have a communication class, right? Wars and divorce and marriage and, and, and families, what, what do they fall over? Finances and communication. Absolutely. So we're going to hit those right away. So that's part of what we do with family. And then the community. Uh, so we focus on the community relationship. How do, we, how do we love the community? Well, we start in our neighborhoods. We want to be great neighbors. We want to love our neighbors. 
and then we go out for co-workers and, and schools and, and from there. Um, serving the poor and serving the people around regularly as well. Now, also involved in this too, as far as building this community where we love God, love people, and we build is, is there certain practices that are involved as well. And so these practices, so in other words, what actions will result in building this community? Because you don't just want to ask, well, what do you want to do? But like, what actually is going to get us there? Right? So if I, if I want to improve my finances, well, then I need to make more um, than I spend. Right? If I want to have something left over. If I want to get in better shape, well, then, again, it's a, it's a, it's a number thing. You know, well, then I need to burn more calories than I take in. You know, if I want to have a better relationship with my wife, well, then I need to have – there's actually a ratio there, too, uh, with – you can write this down. Um, you know, if you want any good relationship with an employee or spouse or family or anything, you actually want to have four positive interactions to one negative. Now, typically what's hard about that is, is that we consistently have negative interactions and we wonder why things go bad in relationships. Four positive interactions to one. Even just knowing that, you'll build that. And so with the community, I mean, with, with, the, um, uh, with the practices, these are the things that are actually going to build uh, the the community that we want. Um, and these aren't like, hey, you know, checklist and, and we're not going to push this, and, you know, hey, did you get your worship on today? It's, it's not that. It's just that what is this recipe? What is this stew that we're making uh, that, we're, that we're bringing together? What is this, what is this that we're cooking, you know, that's going to pull this together? How do, we, how do we build on this? And the, the bookmark that you guys have in your bulletin uh, for the for the one year or three year Bible reading plan, um, hopefully you guys got that and you start that. You're only six days in, so if you're you're not too far behind now. And and by the way, if if you do get behind or whatever, some people will try to catch up, or you can just dive in where you're start up again. But on that bookmark, it has one of these practices. So on the other side, the first practice is worship. Okay, so these are the things that that we do to build this community. So worship, responding to God's love through intimate worship and life and song. Then there's word, studying and living God's word. Prayer, so boldly approaching God in prayer to know him, be transformed by him, and transform the world. Fellowship, building strong relationships with others. Training, building up and equipping for life and ministry. Um, ministry, so everyone gets to play, right? It's not, <clears throat> hey, ministries for pastors or whatever, you know, it's, 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 it's absolutely for everybody. Um, you know, we all get to do the stuff that Jesus did. Um, and so take part in ministering God's love and mercy to the lost, the sick, the poor, and the church. And then also outreach. So living lives that reveal the good news of Jesus. So, so those are some of the practices that we partake in. Um, now there's value. So, so this is how we go about doing what we do. And in Vineyard 101, I'll unpack these more. But so we partner with the Holy Spirit. Right? It's we don't want to just be about doing our things. We want to we want to partner with the Holy Spirit. What is right? The Holy Spirit was working in, in your neighborhood and in your workplace and in your school way before you got there. And so we want to find out what the Holy Spirit is doing. We want to experience and worship God, right? We don't want to play religious games like when we meet in, in our everyday lives. We we absolutely want to be face to face with Him. We want to know that we've been with him. He's the VIP anytime that we gather. We want to reconcile people with God and all of creation. We want to engage in compassionate ministry, so the poor, the, the, the weaker um, people, the, the high needs. We want to engage in that ministry. We don't want to hold off from that. 
and also pursue culturally relevant mission in the world. And so those are some values, our philosophy of how we do things. <clears throat> now, all of these things, that seems like a lot, like I have to do all of this. No, listen, these are just, these are things that, that we all partake in. This is, this is our guideposts of, of how we do things. Um, now, what's next? So we said, let's build. But now, and, and I know this looks like poor grammar, but it's intentional. It says, let's together, right? And what I mean by that is, is, is like these activities, these things that we do, let, you know, so you can eat. Well, let's eat together. Um, so you can worship. Well, let's worship together. You can serve. Well, let's serve together. So let's put together in, which is this year, let's really build that. And a lot of times when we think of together, we, we, we answer for people. I remember um, Michelle and I, my wife, when we, um, I was a youth pastor when we met. And so early 20s and, and she started working at the church. And, and then um, after we got married, uh, they hired her to come on full time to work with high school students as well. And we were just gung-ho, just loved our leaders all for it. And, um, and our, our leaders still contact us from that time. It was, it was a beautiful time. Um, hundreds and hundreds of, of teens and, and, you know, like 50 or 60 volunteers. And it was just, it was an amazing time. Um, and, and they, one just texted us and they found this thing in their storage. And, and, and it was this list that we put out for Christmas. And we, you know, we gave each of one of them an ornament and said, you know, like Jason, the one that contacted, you know, uh, Jason Plain, thanks for giving kids wings to fly, right? Corny, but pretty good, right? And we did all these different things. And there was just, there was just life there. And it was just, it was just a, it was just a togetherness. But one of the things that we learned is that during that time is that we, for there was a period of years where we stifled our ministry and what we did because we answered for people. You know, we we said, oh well, you know, maybe they can help with this. No, they've got this going on, or or you know, maybe they want to hang out. No, they're not going to want to do that. And so we we stopped together because we answered for people. And that's not in an adult-to-adult relationship. I need to let other people answer for themselves. So as you think about doing together or you think about having people over for your house or having a small group or, or doing something, don't say, well, we live too far away or they wouldn't want to do that. Just invite together in, okay? So this is what it says in Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through 47. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was, was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So we read this not to say, like some people approach the book of Acts and say, <clears throat> you know, like, hey, this is the ideal church. And that's what Acts is there for. That's not what it's there for. Acts is incredibly, if you read it, it's incredibly volatile. And there's huge mistakes made. And some of the same mistakes and things that happen today happen with the early church as well. So it wasn't perfect by any means. But what I like about this passage is that it's about a togetherness. There's substance here. And it's clear that these people lived life together. It was clear that they had a, a very focused identity that they were the people of God, that they were the followers of Jesus. And that is, I think, the main thing that God wants to do with us in 2019, is that when we talk 365 days from now, we will look and say, 
you know, we have learned to live life together as the people of God. We have learned to walk this out together. We have learned to do this. And so one of the things that we're going to do to help that is next Sunday we're going to start our study in the book of Acts. So Acts, 28 chapters. We'll do more than one chapter a week. Uh, and we'll break it up differently so it's not going to go the whole year or anything. But it's, it's a focus of learning, studying and living the word together, right? Because we just don't want to look at this. We want to, we want to then follow that out and do it. And we're going to see the Holy Spirit working in the book of Acts. And then we're going to take that and say, well, gosh, what does that look like in my life? What does that look like in this church? What does that look like out on the street? And, and we're going to see God do that. We want to grow as kingdom participants. So in this study of Acts, we want to grow as, as people that are asking what the Father is doing and then joining in, right? People went to Jesus and they said, you know, hey, you know, who are you? And you're doing things on your own. And, and that could be today, too, as a church. We have to say, well, are we just doing things on our own? No. It's, we want to be asking, Father, what are you doing? Where are you working? Um, and you'll see that uh, it, a concept is, is like, <clears throat> um, like you may be going back to work or you may be going back to school. And I guarantee you that the Father is working in somebody's life around you, and, but you have fresh eyes because you haven't been there. And so pay attention and ask that question tomorrow and say, Father, where are you working here? And you can do it whether you go to the market or whatever, but just like, Father, where are you working here? And you'll see it and you'll dial in on somebody and it's not going to be like this big arrows or whatever. I mean, sometimes I guess if they were standing beneath an arrow, I don't know, but, but it'll be that you'll sense some, or you'll see somebody time and time again, or you'll, you'll see a look or something and you'll feel like I need to do something. And, and that's where the father's working. And so we have to get better. And I want us to get that competency of partnering with God because I mean, how, how boring would this be if, if this was just like a club? You know, like we, we come, and not a very good club, right? I mean, it's like you could probably do some, if you did something once a week, you'd probably do some, I don't know, better stuff if it's just a club. But if it's something that's like rippling throughout the community that we talked about through communion, that's changing everything around us, that isn't just changing something for today, like painting a room or a house or a door, but it's actually changing eternity, that's cool stuff. And that's what we mean when we're looking at what's the Father doing? Like stuff that's changing that. We want to be naturally supernatural too. So as we look at Acts, we're going to see the early church partnering with partnering with the Holy Spirit and moving and, and, and touching people's lives and people getting healed and, and, and um, people sharing prophecy and words and all sorts of stuff and, and amazing stuff, right? And the result is people are getting saved numbers daily and the kingdom of God's breaking in. But um, as far as the vineyard tradition, it's more, um, you know, some traditions dial it up. Like, you know, it, it, and that's more style. That isn't, um, you know, the way that we function and move with the Holy Spirit. There's not a way. It's that's style. A lot of times when we say, oh, the Holy that's this. No, it's, so I found that because I've shared... I've shared words or prophecy or things that God shows me about people I don't know that have zero religious tradition, have zero interaction with God or religion whatsoever. And when I, when I 
pray for them or ask to pray for them or for healing or different things or that kind of stuff. Or when I have people like that come into church and when the church is just natural, um, you know, not focused on being weird or whatever or, or dialing something up, just like we're the people of God, we're hanging out with God, you want to come too? Here's the thing. People that don't have a background with church or God or whatever, they, they, the reason they're drawn to it is because it's normal. They look at it and say, that's the most normal thing I've ever seen in my life. That's the most real thing that I've ever seen in my life. It's so naturally supernatural where, you know, God is moving and doing things, but it's not about style. It's about what, what God is doing. So it's learning that. Now, at this point, it's like, so, so what's my part in this? You know, so the vision is we want to grow as a church. We want to take steps towards being a community that's helping people with loving God and loving people, those relationships. So what are your parts in this? So knowing, serving, and giving, okay? These are the things that you can take out of this and say, as I put a grid through this, a part of this church, who I am, is these three things, knowing, serving, and giving. So where am I at with these things? So number one, knowing Jesus and others, okay? So now you look at that and say, well, again, basic, Cody, what are you doing? But, but it's not, because all of our issues, <clears throat> They are built upon <clears throat> being known or, or not being known. Uh, in Genesis, you know, as we started our reading plan, what do you see? Well, the woman and the man, they sinned against God and they, they disobeyed, they ate of the tree. And then what's the scene? God comes in and he says, he says, where are you, Adam? Right? And God knows where he is. But he's pointing out something that's happened in Adam because they heard God and they were hiding. So they, they decided to stop being known. And so that's what it's all about, is that can I make more room for Jesus and for others in my life? Because amazing stuff happens if we make room for Jesus and we make room for others. Quite honestly, like there's books ad nauseum that I've read and people have, there's always a new book about like church growth and how to bring people to Jesus. And, and there's some good stuff in there and, there's, and you may have read some of them, but, but here's what I'll tell you. It's, people will say, this is how I did it, whatever. It doesn't matter. There's always one ingredient, which is somehow people decide how to make room for Jesus and make room for other people. And it comes through deciding to be being known. And being known means time. It means that I'm going to intentionally be with Jesus. And that doesn't always mean that you're in your prayer closet or whatever. It's just, I'm going to choose to be with him at work. I'm going to choose to be with him at school. I'm going to choose to be with him when I go hunt. I'm going to choose to be with him like back in San Diego on New Year's Day. I got out in the water and surfed, you know, first time in six months. And it was amazing. The waves weren't great. I didn't surf great. It didn't matter because... I just sat out there for the first 10 minutes just like, yes. And I enjoyed time with him. And it didn't have to do with just the water. It was just, it's one of the ways that I make space for Jesus. And then two, for others. You know, will I make more space in myself for others? <clears throat> and it doesn't have to do with quantity. It has to do with quality. Uh, that's how I came to know Jesus is a few people made space for me and I got to know Jesus better. <clears throat> so evaluate that. How can I make space for Jesus and others? The next thing is, is that <clears throat> as far as a church here, serving on teams, 
in the community. So as far as teams, these are on your notes, but not up here. Um, so the, here's the different teams that we have here. And let me just, just chill out for a second, okay? So just, if you're, you know, just, just, just dial it down, okay? Is, um, <clears throat> when I got here, people were like, people are through the roof, don't ask them to volunteer. Don't say the V word, okay? And, and I get it. We're a smaller church and everybody's taxed and those sorts of things. So we said, okay, well, <clears throat> how can we, you know, how can we help do this better? And we're in process. It's not dialed in yet, okay? But a big thing is, is teams. So in other words, <clears throat> you know, if, you're, if this is your church, this is your home, serve on a team somehow. Um, but here's what that means. It means that you have control over how much, how long, where, you know, but be consistent with it. In other words, consistency can mean, um, you know, it can mean once uh, once a month. It can be mean twice a month. It could be once a quarter. It could be every other month. It could be once every six weeks. But just that you're part of that. Now, here's the deal. You may think, well, Cody wants that for the machine to keep the machine running. No, I want that for you. I want that for you because if you are a part of this here and yet you don't serve and, and give in, you're going to miss out. Because it's not just about making the coffee or the greeting or the classroom and those things, but it's it's because you get to you get to bless somebody else, you get to give of yourself in something, you get to do that. And it's just not those things. There's other things here that, that use your unique gifts and talents. So it's not just to keep the thing going, but it's that you'll miss out. You won't be able to experience the things that you want to do because everything that I did. Um, in life and ministry, whatever. First of all, I will say anything that happens here, I do as well. I clean the toilets. I can do, you know, it's like I help clean. I, you know, so, so I'm still doing that. Okay. And I started doing it 25 years ago, 30 years ago, and I'm still doing it. Right. So it's, it's just part of it. You hop in, but the call, the ministry and whatever, it was obedience. Right. I started out as far as like teaching and whatever with three and four year olds. Because I saw something like this where there was different opportunities. And I said, that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to do that. And so I did for three and four-year-olds for this time. And, and they made fun of me. They told I got the, you know, the pastor's son knew the Bible better than me. Uh, you know, it was just like, I was like, here's the thing. He goes, actually, teacher, that's wrong. And I was like, oh, this is great. Uh, you know, but I obeyed. And, and then God moved in my life. And so the things that you want come through serving. And so, so hop in and serve in some way. Now, with that said, I will say, rest, run, okay? There's times of resting, too. But as leadership, we want, we expect you to communicate that. And so if, if you're like, hey, I'm cooked, great, rest. You know, absolutely. Hey, I just need to sit. Great, absolutely. Okay? But, but come take part in that because that's part of, believe it or not, that's part of where the richness of community is, is serving taking part in in, 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 in in doing something. So then also the community. So is getting started with the community, start with your neighbors. You know, we, we did a little teaching. We had a blizzard Sunday, uh, you know, and taught a little bit. We'll teach again on it, but just about knowing your neighbor. You know, know, what are the names of your neighbors? Start with your neighbors and you'll start to see Jesus doing things there. Then the next thing is, <clears throat> is giving intentionally, consistently, and generously. And so Absolutely. I'm asking, will you give more in 2019? Okay. Financially, you know, and so, or will you evaluate it? 
Um, and, and here's what I mean by that is that is that will you give intentionally, which means I'm going to decide what I'm giving. Okay, we're not going to tell you give this or don't give this. We can teach and we can look at what Scripture says in these things. But will you give intentionally? In other words, it's not haphazard. It's focused. It's focused giving. Because just like if I'm going to shoot a gun or an arrow or something, I just don't. I, there's a target. And again, this isn't for us, but this is for you. Because I will tell you, I've never met a generous person that was bitter. I've never met a generous person that was lonely. I've never met a generous person that didn't feel like they made an impact in the world. I've never met a generous person that felt like they didn't have community. It's for you to be freed up because that's the way God designed us. Because the reality is, is that everything we have is from God. And so he sets us apart to be able to, when we give financially to the church and give to others, because I'm just not talking about the church, but also to the community or different needs around you, is that you get freed up. You'll absolutely get freed up. And so intentionally, then consistently. And again, what is the consistency consistency for you? What is that schedule? But you're consistent with it. And then be generous as well. This is what the, this is what scripture says. Probably my favorite verse on giving is, is that each of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give. So intentionality, right? Not reluctantly. So it's generous and it's not under compulsion because it's consistent. For God loves a cheerful giver. And so forgiving for, for, for 2019, it's like, let's evaluate that, each of us, to be able to look at it and say, and it may be you're under the situation with the finances and the budgeting. Like, Cody, I want to take part in that, but I'm under heavy debt, or I've got my self in bad situation with credit cards, those things. We're going to help with that. We're going to help with those financial things to be able to help, uh, to help bring more health there, okay? Um, you may say to yourself, well, well what do you mean? I, I'm... I'm doing this. I look at it by percentages. You know, when, when we give, we look at it, okay. So, you know, the Old Testament teaches, you know, a, a, the concept of a tithe, the 10%, right? And I know some people say, well, no, that's Old Testament, this is New Testament. Here's the deal. It's a timeless principle, okay? And so so 10% seems to be right around the area that, you know, you look at, okay? Now, what I did when I started giving in years and years ago is I said, well, 10%. Wow. I don't know if I can. So I started with one, you know, and, and, and then started more and then added more. And then actually what the new Testament teaches is it doesn't teach don't tithe or give whatever, or just give whatever. It actually teaches. I believe that 10% is kind of the starting point. It's just an overflow. I'm going to, I'm going to give generously. I'm going to give because I'm, my life is not my own. And so I'm going to, I'm going to give generously as God shows me to. And so I, I encourage you guys because it's for you. There's no freer person than the one that understands that everything that they have is God's. And then also, too, as we move forward, as, as we reach the community, and as um, lives are saved, and as people come to know Jesus, and people are baptized, and, and as we make additions to the building and grow this thing so we can care for our kids and our youth better, and, and as we do all those things, you're going to be able to see that your investment is building something that's lasting and reaching the community. And so that, as far as that, intentionally, consistently, and generously. And that goes into all these areas, knowing, serving, and giving, being intentional, consistent, and generous. All right, last thing is so, so together, let's, let's enjoy more together, okay? Let's enjoy absolutely more. Let's enjoy 
more time together. Let's enjoy uh, more of God's love together. Let's enjoy um, more love, you know, for one another. Let's enjoy more people around us coming to know Jesus. All of that. But let's pray big prayers. Let's really pray prayers that, that, that don't just hit the ceiling, but beyond that. God loves those prayers. The one prayer that I think I've, I've seen God always answer is more. More. Now, with it comes responsibility, but this scripture here is amazing. It says this. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So that's what God does. So if, if we just dream or imagine what God would do in the next 365 days, in the next year, if we just, just laid out, well, what about this? Or what about this? Right? As long as we stay in relationship with him and with each other, it's immeasurably more. It, it's always going to be much better than we can ever think or imagine with that. And so that's, that's where we're headed. That's where we're headed this year. And so, and there's steps. I think first step is, you know, there's some thinking it through questions on your notes there. Walk through those. Think through as a family and think through, you know, where am I at with these things? But walk through that. Let's stand together and we'll close in worship. One last thing on the, uh, on the finances. Um, we're working, we'll start something every year too where there'll be a business meeting, like a church business meeting, right? Everybody's excited, great business meeting. But for those that are interested, we'll lay out like, hey, here's the church finances. Here's the picture from last year. And, you know, and here's the, you know, the different categories in those things as well. So you can see how I invested in those things, okay? So we will take our offering this morning. Mike and Barbara's gonna walk around with that. And then two, um, um, Let's do this as we go into worship and, and keep, um, hopefully there's something. But um, I just want to take a read. Uh, what did you guys hear? Just something that, it doesn't have to, like repeating what I said, but in other words, what, what's your sense? What would you hear? Just speak out where you're at. Like, what's your sense? We're in this together. We're in this together. Yeah, good. Okay. Some of you are newer, and then some of you, you guys are battle-tested warriors, you know. You, you started this church, and then you went through some battles and some transitions together. And so, for you, that's the word. Enjoy. Absolutely. Enjoy that. Yeah. So, God, we surrender our lives to you, our hearts, all that we are. And we ask that you would work in us. You'd work in our midst, God. You work in our midst, God, and you work in our community and our lives, God. And we surrender all to you. That we might know you, that we might worship you, that we might live for you, that we might walk with you. And I just pray for a lightness upon each home here, God. Just a lightness of just knowing that you've taken care of things. Lord, how amazing that we can sing today, it is well. That's, God, that's the hope of the world. 
Every single person on the face of the earth wants to be able to say that. And yet in Jesus Christ today, we can say it as well because you provide for us, you care for us, you saved us, you're near to us. And now, God, we surrender this church to you afresh for it is your church. And I know that you've called us deeper today and you promise more to us, but you also ask more of us. And so we surrender our hearts and our lives to you afresh, God. And we, we, we give to you, God. God, we ask that this year that you would, um, in our, as we gather, God, we ask for more of your presence. We ask that as we gather, that we would enjoy more of you, that as we sing to you, that you would be pleased and that you would come in our midst and work amongst us, God. We ask that our church would be known as a place that people are healed emotionally, physically, spiritually. We ask that this church, God, this people, this place, God, would ripple out through the community the things that you're doing here. In our homes, in this building, everywhere we go, God. We ask, God, that the, that, that the needs of the people in the homes around us, on our streets and in our cities, that they're crying out for help and they're hoping for, for some relief, we ask, God, that you would use us. Why not us, Lord? We ask for more responsibility in your kingdom, God. We ask that, that you would use us, God, to open the eyes of the blind. We ask that you'd use us, God, to, to open the ears of the deaf, physically, spiritually. We ask that you'd use us, God. We ask that you'd use us, Lord, to lift up the down, um, downtrodden, the broken God. We ask that you'd us, use us, God, to, to bring hope to the hopeless. We ask you to use us, God, to care for the poor, for the orphan, for the widow. We ask you to use us, God, and in all in the midst, God, may we enjoy you as we go. In Jesus' name, amen.